next to your husband and wife. Come on. Where's your wife? Always. Okay. Can you guys stand up for just, and then I'll let you sit down. Okay, so wives, I want you to look into your husband's eyes. Use your left eye. Come on, stimulate, right? And <laughs> you got to look away after a while. <laughs> right? Now, wives, I want you to affirm. Maybe it doesn't have to be too deep. Why don't you tell him you love him? Tell him he's handsome. Come on, affirm him. Appreciate him. Tell him he's handsome. Tell him he's the love of your life. Come on, say something nice. You're the best husband. I choose you. Come on, Jeannie, come on. Come on, tell your husband. <laughs> say, say something nice. Come on. I love you. You're the best husband in the whole wide world. Thank you so much for working for our family. Thank you for watching the kids while I went to the women's section. Okay, now, 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 now. Women, turn around. Turn around. Okay, turn around. Husbands, come on. With love. Everybody say, with love. Massage your wife's shoulder. Come on. With love. Every touch, she's going to feel your love, okay? Come on. Come on. With all the love. Come on. Let, let, come on. Store up love. And pray as you're massaging her. Lord, let my wife feel my love tangibly as I massage her. And release. Come on, God. Even though I'm only massaging her for a few minutes, release the stress. Get rid of that knot, God. Come on. <laughs> Richard, little, little, <laughs> softly. <laughs> Come on. Few more seconds. Few more seconds. Oh, see, doesn't that feel good? Mmm. Husbands, whisper. Oh my God! I'll massage you more t tonight. Come on, whisper. I'll massage you more tonight. Oh, husband, you said it before the pastor. You gotta keep that word. <laughs> okay, you may be seated. <laughs> oh, I like that. Where's my husband? <laughs> okay, I want you. We're gonna look at two scriptures. So I feel like we went to the throne of God this morning, right? So all the crying and breakthrough, we got it. I'm just going to teach you a very practical skill, okay? When you are triggered and that back brain and right brain wants to take over, what do you do, right? I'm just going to get him a size. That's my answer. <laughs> uh, what do you do, right? So I'm going to give you a just very short um, practical application, Okay, but starting with the word of God, I want you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 21 and 22. And then quickly, we're going to look at Genesis 2, 7. Okay, you guys there? Math, Luke chapter 3, starting at verse 21. Okay, okay, this is what it says. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, everybody say, while he prayed. 
the heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. And then Genesis 2, 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Everybody say breath of, breath of life. And man became a living being. I know it's kind of confusing, right? Marriage, couples retreat. Why am I reading about baptism of Jesus Christ and the creation of, right? What, where are you getting at? I'm going somewhere. The question is this. What breath of life, before the breath of life, Adam and Eve were not a living being. But when God breathed into their nostril, they became alive. The breath of life, therefore, is the source of living, source of life. Sor Everybody say source of life. Individually and in marriage, what is the source of your life? I, th I think about that a lot. Sometimes we go to something, everything else except for God, for that source of life, right? We feel like if, if I could just become more successful, wife, hold on. Let me make some more money. Let me climb some ladders first. Let me, let me sell more houses. Let me, let, give me, right? We feel like, we feel like, Something, more money, more success will give you a foundation of life where you could provide for your wife and your children. But even though those are good things, that cannot be the source of life for your marriage, your family, or your personal spiritual life. Where do we go? You know, often, so many young people, we go to Netflix I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. I just need some winding down time. As if, if we watch a movie or two, I'm going to be revived. <laughs> I, just, I just don't have anything anymore. Let me just play a few games. Wives, don't you know how hard it was for, at work for me? Just give me some time. Let me revive. But playing an hour or two of your video games, not going to revive you or give you it's not going to go it's not going to breathe life into you and sometimes wives you know we feel like if you would just do it a little bit differently if you would just get it i'll have life because you're sucking life out of me husband <laughs> if you would just be more loving and compassionate. If you would just use different words, I would live again, right? We think changing each other is going to give you breath of life. Who is, where do you go for the breath, the source? Hmm? Where? If not, when we go to the wrong things, we're starting at the wrong place, right? And when we start at the wrong place, we're going to end up in the wrong place. It's like shirt. You know, when you put the wrong one, right, and then you think, it's okay. I just got to 
and push through and you keep on going and going and going, guess what? It's going to be weird because one is up here and you have to open that all that up to redo it from the beginning. So when you recognize it, just, just unbutton it. Just do it over. It's okay. Nobody's perfect. You know what's crazy is relationships are always repairable. Husbands, all you have to do is, can I get a do-over? You walk in on the phone, yeah. <clears throat> and your wife's like, oh, honey, <clears throat> yes. And, and as if what you're doing, the business call is, or ministry call, in the name of, yes, brother, yeah. And you, that is more important than your wife and your children, right? Yes, yes. And then you realize, oh, shoot, can I have a do-over? I often do that to Benjamin and Aletheia. Sometimes I get really frustrated. That Korean hot blood is inside of me. I blame my ancestors, right? And sometimes when Aletheia does something, I'm like, Aletheia, Aletheia, Sarang Robinson, right? When I call her by full name, and then I could just see, like, pain covering her. I was like, can I have a do-over? She's tears coming down. Yes. Okay, let me try that again. Aletheia. And then she smiles. You could have a do-over. It's repairable. As long as you're able to go to the right place for the source of life for you and for your family. Now, in every relationship, there's always a bid for connection. Everybody say bid for connection. It's like reaching out, okay? Now, there's three ways you could respond. And that bid for connection comes in many different ways. Sometimes it could be when, when your wife comes, sits down, and puts her hand on your shoulder, right? And that's a bid for connection. And all you have to do is turn around and put your hand hand around her and you just responded to that bit for connection there's three ways you could respond for bit for connection it's like can you uh, give me a shake bit for connection you're completing the loop okay when I reach out and you hold my hand I bit for connection and you hold my hand you just completed the loop now, there's three ways you could respond. When there's, all, when there's a bit for connection, okay, you could go against. Can you do that? Okay, against is this. <laughs> or, <laughs> you don't deserve, no. <laughs> or, that's against, right? Or away. Try that again. You're turning away. Turning against or turning away or turning towards. It could come in many ways. Your son could be like, oh, daddy, look at the Ferrari. Against is this. Who cares about that right now? Be quiet. Turning against. He doesn't really care about Ferrari deep inside. It's a bit for connection. Come down back there, against or away. Daddy, look at the Ferrari. <laughs> you just turned away from your son. 
or turn towards, even if you don't care a thing about the car. <gasps> wow! Can I tell you a secret? I hate slime. They're everywhere. We're going to have to pay a lot of money when we move out of our place because it's in every room, it's stuck to the carpet, and I don't know how to take it out. But it's such a joy-giving activity for Aletheia. Oh, slime, you get glue, and you add all these different kinds, and you play with it. Right? You put a scent, and there's many different kinds of ways that you can make the slime. Inside, I don't like it. <laughs> but my daughter loves it. So I can go against, Aletheia, how many times did I tell you? Splat, stop splashing. I'm, I am getting rid of everything. You understand? You have, whatever, right? That's turning against. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm repenting. Okay. <laughs> or... Or you could turn away. Mommy, look at this. <sighs> or turn towards. <gasps> wow, that's so nice. Can I have some? Do you know how many times I ask for a slime even though I don't really like slime? Can I have some? Really? She's so excited to give me slime because I'm choosing to turn towards my daughter. Now, it's hard for me to do that for Benjamin because the things that interest him irritates <laughs> mess out of me. The things that interest him gets in the way of my happiness and my security. Seriously, it's really, really difficult. And I have to really, 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 really try hard. And what I'm about to tell you is how I deal with when I am out of my capacity. Okay? Now, here in book of Luke, Jesus is getting baptized, right? If you look at Matthew, Mark, and John, they all talk about baptism of Jesus, but in all of them, well, in Matthew and Mark, as soon as Jesus comes out of the water, heaven opens and the dove comes down and the voice says, you are my son. John doesn't even explain any of that. But here, Luke, it says, after he came out, he said, Jesus prayed. Jesus paused. Often, we're too busy. We're too busy. After this, Lord, after, after this, maybe in my next season of life, maybe I could slow down. But here, Jesus, one of the biggest events of his life, he's getting baptized publicly. He pauses and he prays. And when he paused and prayed, heaven opened. There's something Luke is teaching us. The reason why he put that in there. See, me, I live my life according to the book of Mark. The favorite word in book of Mark is immediately. Immediately heaven opened. Immediately he healed. And immediately, immediately. So I'm like, I love that. When I go somewhere from church or grocery shopping, right? I, as soon as you put the car in the parking lot, within two seconds, I'm out of the car outside. For some reason, it takes Benjamin like five minutes. I'm thinking, what are you doing in the car? 
right? So for me, money is gold. Money is precious. Not money. Time is gold and time is precious. Time is running out, right? So I'm like always like 10 feet away from Benjamin. Come on, right? Immediately, I'm in Indonesia, right? I'm in Myanmar. I'm here in Baltimore, Pennsylvania, right? And I'm everywhere, and I love it. I don't want to wait. I want to see you move, move. Right? I live my life according to the book of Mark. But you know what? Lately, God's been speaking to me. Sonny, it's time for you to move on from book of Mark to book of Luke. Live from the book of Luke. Book of Mark, Jesus gets baptized, heaven opens, and he goes to the wilderness. Book of Luke, while he's getting baptized, everybody's watching him. He gets out of the water. He just pauses. And he prays without pausing before God. You're not going to hear the voice of God that says, you are my son. In you I am well pleased. Without the voice of God, there's no life. Life is his word. What gives us life is, is his presence, his word, right? It's his promises. But without pausing, you won't get what you need. Hmm? So I was telling women, women earlier today, like a few years ago, I went through this emotional breakdown and I had to really shift from crisis orientation to non-crisis orientation. And I did that well for a while, right? And then there's part two that I'm about to tell you. Part two after another, what, seven years, right? Last year, I went through a dilemma. For the first time in my life, I question me and my calling. Why? I ha the tension headache came back, and I felt like a balloon that was going to pop. And I feel like, wow, I could really have a stroke any time. Like, that pressure was so strong, I felt like I could really have a stroke any time. This pressure is, right? And then there was a lot of tension in our staff. I just felt rejected and judged. Like, Come on, I'm your pastor. You know how much I pray for you, the things that I do for you, and, and why do I feel so judged by you? And then I've never felt like a failure in my life like I did last year. I felt like a failure in life. And I thought, wow, I don't know if I could go on anymore. And then God was working on Benjamin also, and that healing process triggered the mess out of me, right? Because when you are working for your healing, you have to kind of like embrace that little child that comes out, right? And see, it's hard for me to see that little boy in Benjamin, right? Because all my life, I was the strength of everybody. I cooked for them, I provided for them, I prayed for them. The, any breakthrough, I fat. My family needed breakthrough, my brother had cancer. You know what I did? I fasted and I prayed all night until God healed him. 
right? Anything, family, church member, right? Any breakthrough we need, I fasted and I prayed and I fought for people. But with Benjamin, my own husband, I couldn't do that for Benjamin. And any little small mistake, I go crazy. I, you know, another person could like, I don't know, steal half of my for fortune. I'd be like, I forgive you. <laughs> my husband spends $2 more than the budget. I'm like, how oh, dare you? How could you do this to me? I have no grace over my own husband. What's going on? And I felt like I didn't know. I couldn't see a step ahead of me. And so my husband's like, Sonny, I think you need a rest. I think you need to really take a month off and really rest and seek the face of God. I'm like, what? Then who's going to do community group? Who's going to lead the missions group? And who's going to do this? And, who? and Aletheia, last time I was gone, she didn't do any of her homework. You didn't help her with any of her homework. And I was like, how am I going to take a month rest? What's going to happen to all of this? And Benjamin's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and he went to the board of trustees. He said, my wife needs a month off. <laughs> the reason why is two years ago, he took six weeks off. I didn't. Right? And so 14 years of church planting, I haven't had a real rest. And it was catching up, right? So uh, our board gave me the month, January, right? It's off. So I said, okay, like, you know, I believe in submission. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take a month off. And that, that's kind of scary as a mother, right? And as a pastor, it's so scary because I ran everything. And for me to take my hands off, that's really difficult, right? And so I said, okay. But then I was like, Man, I don't want to waste that month. Like, God, like, you're going to have to meet me, like, powerfully because I don't want to waste that month. I don't want to just watch TV and do nothing and waste it. So you got to teach me what to do. And then right before I went off January, end of December, I met this guy, this young kid, right? And then he started to tell me about this breathing uh, meditation. It's like, oh, that sounds so good. And he talked about neurology. I love that, right? So he used all these words to, like, get my attention. I'm like, I'm going to do that. God, the month of January, I'm going to do breathing me meditation. Yeah, so now I know what to do, right? So I take a month off. I go off. And it's this guided meditation. And I'm practicing. You breathe in. You hold the breath. And you breathe out. You breathe in. As you do breathing meditation, it teaches you how to be mindful of your body, right? It's something that I'm not used to because I just want to run from A to B and C to D. But here, I have to pause. And I actually have to spend 30, 40 minutes in one sitting, right? Often, my left brain is going crazy. What the... What are you doing? Is this really doing anything? Right? And God started to give me all these revelation. And this is what I learned. And I, where's my psychologist? I, it was verified. The therapist and MFTs. And the revelation was given 
from God. You know what I realized? That I am very, we all have four, right? Left, right, back and forth. My left brain was so in crisis mode, right? My left brain always, always, was always busy. So when my staff or Benjamin or anybody does something to trigger something and, and make me like feel bad or afraid, right? My right brain feels it, but my left brain goes, do you need anything else? I'm mad at you because you just triggered my pain. But instead of saying, what, what you did to me really hurt, instead of doing that, you know what I would do? Can I help you with anything? So my, I would use my left brain to ignore my right brain, right? And I would say the right thing, right? I would say the right thing. But what I learned was even if you don't communicate what your right brain feels, just like I have a right brain, even though my left brain says, you're so beautiful. And in my right brain, I'm thinking, you're so nasty. But I'm going to be Christian. <laughs> so even though I think you're nasty in, nasty in my right brain, I'm going to use my left brain to say, you're so nice. What I, you know what I realized is this. Even if you say with your left brain, you're so nice, or you're so beautiful, she has a right brain also. So her right brain catches my right brain communication. Did you know that? Did you guys know that? Even if I never said you're nasty, but if I felt it in my right brain, your right brain caught it. So even though you heard me say nice things, you're going to walk away feeling mm, off because of the right brain. And then I realized, oh, my gosh. All my staff, they always say, oh, how we respect you, we love you. But then I remember walking away feeling judged, right? Feeling, feeling judged and rejected. I'm thinking, oh, shoot. You know what that means? They've been judging me with their right brain. They've been rejecting me with my right brain. Caught it. And I was like, oh, shoot. I wasn't crazy then. <laughs> but then I realized, shoot, that means... They received my right brain communication because I was really judging them. I was, my right, my left brain was, man, you're working so hard, Richard. I'm so proud of you. But my right brain is like, what the, man, what are you doing? That's not effective. Why are you wasting your time? Oh, okay. To-do list, you get a week later. Okay, how, how'd you do on that? Oh, I didn't get to it. My left brain communication says, well, were you overwhelmed? How can we help you? But my right brain is, you lazy bum! <laughs> my right brain is going crazy. And my left brain is like, are you overwhelmed? Are you, are you discouraged? <laughs> and you know what else is? You and me, all of us, we're all sinners. We only take responsibility of your left brain communication. Even though with my right brain, you lazy bum. And then when you re react to me, to my right brain communication, and you become passive aggressive, and you don't want to be around me because your right brain's like, stay away, stay away. And so you try to stay away. And then my right brain received that communication. I'm like, what? What did I ever do to you? Why don't you ever want to come around, right? And then, but then my left, and I'm thinking, oh, all these years, 
all I said was, do you need anything? I was so loving. I was so godly. Why? And so my left, my, 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 me, I only want to take responsibility of my left brain communication. Even though my right brain judged you, rejected you. And so during that month of rest, as I was, God was giving me those revelations, I repented. It's like, God, man, no wonder. Man, I haven't been a good leader. Because I thought I was godly by communicating what is right. But I didn't really process what I was feeling in my right brain. And so even though I hid it from them, their right brain caught it. And I, I, I spent the whole month just repenting. And I realized, because with Benjamin too, I do everything right. Benjamin makes mistakes a lot. And so he's at the mercy of me. But my left, left brain is so strong, I don't make mistakes. And so it feels like he's always the bad one and I'm the good one. But I realized he made all those mistakes because my right brain weakened my own husband. You, you, you're never going to change. You're never going to, right? My right brain communicated judgment and rejection. And that judgment and rejection is the trigger for my husband. There's a little boy inside of him that needs to be accepted and loved. Hmm? But then I started to see a therapist. Okay? So Benjamin and I have a Christian therapist that we go to periodically. And I started to process. I realized that my right brain sinned, right? And I'm talking to my therapist friends and, oh, oh, my right brain is a sinner. Oh, I have to repent. And then my therapist friend said this to me. Actually, Sonny, it's not your right brain that sinned. It's your left brain that sinned. What? Left brain said everything that is right. And this is what they sa she said. Your right brain is feeling hurt, and rightfully so. But your left brain is not speaking the truth. Your left brain is taking the easy way out because you don't want to deal with conflict. Sometimes the most loving thing to do is to speak the truth in love. Oh, my left brain. See, is this, this is being recorded, huh? Okay, how do I say it? So there was somebody, and I'm not going to name this person. I really needed to confront this person of something that person... Man, it's really hard <laughs> trying to cover this up. But you know what? Instead of confronting that person with my left brain in truth, I took the easy way out, and I put the ball in that person's. Okay, you have these options. Instead of letting you go, that's rightfully so. Sometimes when I do the hard things, even though it sounds mean, it's going to help you pursue wholeness, but because I didn't speak to you in truth, right, I gave you, you could stay or you could quit. You see, I took the easy way out, and we often do that. Wives, we do that. 
Even though we go crazy, husbands, look at me. Even though your wives are crazy and if it sounds like they're nagging all the time, they're actually only saying like 10% of what they think and feel. They're actually having mercy on you because if they said everything, you would drown and die. <laughs> right, wives? Right? So when my husband gets all over what, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm only telling you 10%. <laughs> But often, often we stop believing, so we stop speaking. We stop telling you what bothers us because we stop believing that you actually care. We t we're taking the easy way out. If you are able to deal with it and your right brain thinks the same thing as your left brain, that's fine. But often you are divided, double-minded. Your right brain is drowning in pain, in loneliness, in hurt, but your left brain is just saying, whatever, whatever, whatever. You've given up. And in a sense, we are not empowering our own husbands. Now, I was talking to my therapist, and she gave me this, and this is the main thing that I'm trying to teach you. Everybody say window of capacity. In your brain, there's a window of capacity. When, any, when anything happens that's outside of your, your capacity, then you flood, ah, whatever, right? You scream back, you react. But when, is, when it is within the window of capacity, you could handle it, okay? And depending on who, you have different size of window of capacity. For me, as a pastor, church members, I have big window of capacity. They could fall into sin, and I could still love them. I could still pray for them. I have big window of capacity. Sometimes my husband's like, how come you're so nicer to them than me, right? Because it's because I have big window of capacity. They don't have to call me. I don't get offended because I have a big window of capacity. But towards Aletia, it's actually smaller than my church members because I, I expect more from my own daughter even though she's only eight years old. So my window of capacity towards Aletia is little less than. And then my window of capacity for my husband is like <laughs> very thin. And there are certain things that he does that kicks me out of window of capacity, right? And when that happens, without you knowing, Okay. If Richard throws another dirty shirt on the floor, and, and maybe first, second, third time that week, you, okay, fine. you just breathe in, you just take it. But about the hundredth time, Richard, <laughs> you know what happens? It kicks her out of her window of capacity. And once that you are out of the window of capacity, your right brain takes over. And now you are no longer nice. And then you don't know. You have no idea. You th husbands think all is well. You think <laughs> our marriage is perfect. And then you come home. It's like, honey, you, uh, uh, you want me to uh, set the table up? And then all of them, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> and the husband's like, uh, okay. And then the back brain takes over fear. What do I do? I don't remember what I did. I don't know. I don't know, right? The back brain, right, takes over. You know what I realized? When 
you are kicked out of window of capacity, you no longer can become loving, right? And you just react. And so this is what my therapist taught me. And I've been practicing this. And Benjamin said he had, he, I didn't even tell him that I learned this. I just, I just did it. And when we did AA, like before we came here, he actually noticed it. And he actually thanked me for this. So husbands, you should really thank me. <laughs> what I'm about to teach all of you guys, okay? Because I'm like, I could yell at you and three seconds, I still love you, right? But my yelling, it triggers the mess out of my husband. So I have to stop yelling, right? But the, this skill that I learned helps me not yell, okay? This is it. When you are kicked out of window of capacity, you got to pause. My therapist said this. She recently went to a, this seminar called Brain and Trauma. Okay, brain and trauma seminar. And she learned about window of capacity. And she said, the neurologists say, you know what helps you come back to the window of capacity? Breathing. I was like, shoot, God spoke to me a month ago about breathing. Oh, shoot, breath of life. Oh, shoot, right? I don't know, but I'm just like, what? Like, it, like, because you know, nobody taught me. It was just like divinely God giving these nuggets. I was like, oh, breathing. When you breathe in, try it. Four seconds, breathe in. Hold it for four seconds. Breathe out in six seconds, slowly. Again, breathe in four seconds. Hold it for four seconds. Breathe out for six seconds. Breathing actually helps your, helps your brain to come back to the window of capacity. So this is what she taught me, okay? When you are irritated, okay? When you are irritated and you are outside of window of capacity, breathe. And once you breathe, acknowledge mindfulness. Okay, what are you feeling? Where are you feeling? Oftentimes, when you pay attention to your physical body, some of you, you're gonna feel it in your chest, back, you know, so you have to acknowledge, okay, breathe, you acknowledge, you know what, I'm feeling tension in my head, back of my head right now, well, what happened that made you feel that, for the 10th time, my husband bought another camera <laughs> that he does not need, <sighs> and he used a credit card, <sighs> Breathe in. You're acknowledging. You know what you're doing? You are acknowledging your right brain. I'm overwhelmed. I'm so sad. I'm so afraid that we're going to end up with another debt, right? So you are acknowledging your right brain instead of just ignoring it. When you ignore it, the right brain com communicates louder than your left brain words. So, But when you acknowledge it, when my husband is planning for another ministry trip. When we're just done, we're, I just, I'm just, we're just, we just finished our marriage retreat. I just need some family time, and he's planning another college ministry. That's window of capacity. It could, maybe it may not be you, but it could be that. My husband often, right, certain things that he, or certain things that I do, right, 
my husband has to acknowledge his right brain. When he does that, it kicks me out of my capacity. Hmm. And you're still breathing as you're acknowledging it. You, you are being aware of it. And then, and then once you acknowledge your right brain, you activate your left brain to speak the truth. Okay? And your left brain says, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Whatever it is. Like, let me give you an example. I walked my husband through this. And you know what? It, he just didn't get it. So I had to, like, walk it with him. So I'm, I'm doing this for the husbands. Okay? We just had a wedding. During the wedding, after every wedding, Benjamin's, like, as soon as we eat dinner, he's like, let's go. Like, for me, I'm an extrovert, and I want, I want to be there. You know? But he's like, let's go. Okay. And because he has to preach next day, okay, fine. So I would always go. But this wedding was very special to me. Okay? These are both living hopers, and, and I walked through the one of them from, like, difficult time to all these. And so I wanted to be there. And so he keeps saying, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, no, not yet. Not yet. And I could tell, like, he looked miserable. He would come, and he would sit down. He's like, <sighs> And now my right brain is freaking out. People are going to see him. And they're going to think their own pastor hates being at their own wedding. <laughs> Which isn't true, but I'm just freaking out in my right brain, right? And I'm thinking, I better tell him to be careful. But I don't want to say it because I don't want to make a scene. So I'm like, okay, when I get in the car later, I'm going to tell him. But I'm not mad. I promise, Richard, I was not <laughs> mad. I wanted to tell him for his sake so that he doesn't get misunderstood. He was just tired. Not that he didn't want to be there. He was tired, right? And his introverted side was just going crazy. So I was like, okay. Not, and I made him stay longer than normal. But I also left before I was ready to go. But I was willing to do it because I love my husband. So we get in the car, and I, before God, I was not mad. And I said, you know, Benjamin, you look really miserable in there. I think, because we have two weddings per month coming up every month. Like, you better be careful next time so they don't misunderstand you. He's like, really? I go, yeah. You look so miserable. It's like, hmm. That shows me he didn't agree with me. But we moved on. And then while we were going, there was a car that was going really slow, and he was tailgating this guy. And I'm thinking, I'm feeling kind of unsafe here, right? Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of ghetto people in the Bay Area. It's like, you don't know what they're going to do. And I'm thinking, slow down, slow down. And, and finally, we came to a stop sign after the freeway. And I'm thinking, OK, good. If you do a complete stop, they go. We still got to do a complete stop. Then it's going to give us some distance. So I'm thinking, OK, stop sign is coming up. Don't say anything. Don't say anything, right? So I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying. I told you only 10% I speak out, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm holding it in. I'm, stop sign is coming. Stop sign came. He did not make a complete stop. <laughs> So this car goes, and he goes right away like this. And I was like, hold on, slow down. He's like, what? And he got really mad at me. And he's like, 
did I do something? I go, tailgating? No, did I do something before we got in the car? I was like, what? <laughs> because this is the third time you criticized me in the car since the wedding. I was like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't want you to tailgate because that guy could come and shoot us. We have a late yeah. Hello? And he got <laughs> so mad, right? So I was like, okay, how do I? And I was like, okay, fine, fine. It's okay. Just can you just please not tailgate him? I understand. But look at him. Look at the way he's driving. So he has a little bit of that, right? Look at the way he's driving. I'm like, I understand, but can you please? Just not tailgate him, please. He's like, okay, fine. Silence. And then we went home. And I acted like nothing happened, right? And so the next day, I tried to talk to him about window of capacity, right? And so I was trying to help him learn this, right? So he's like, okay, okay, so pause, okay, breathe, okay. <sighs> he's did this. He's like, okay, what do I do now? Acknowledge your right brain. What were you feeling at that time? I felt very criticized. I felt like I, once you get into that criticizing mode, you never stop. And this fear took over. She's she just going to just come at me all night. And then, okay, acknowledge that. Where are you feeling in your body? Where did you feel in your body? Everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now... Activate your left brain to speak the truth. Uh, like what? That God accepts me even though you're criticizing me? Is that truth? <laughs> okay. If that's all you could get out, okay. But I said, but there's different levels. If you're not able to tap into a deeper level, you could just say, even though your wife is criticizing, God never judges you. Okay, if that's all you could get, you could go there too. But I challenge you to go deeper, Benjamin. There's many ways that you could go. It's like, okay, how? You felt criticized. Yes. Once you felt, you acknowledge your right brain, I feel criticized. I feel like a little child. She's treating me like a little child. Acknowledge that. And then activate your left, and then you acknowledge, I'm feeling tension in my chest, and, I, I, and it, that, her criticism kicked me out of window of capacity. So he, he's doing it, right? And then I said, okay, now, what is the truth that your left brain could speak to your right brain? I don't know. You know what? You say you felt like a little child, but you're not. But you're, all your right brain knows is you're being, you're, you're being treated like a little child. But you know your left brain knows that you're an adult. So you could say, Benjamin, I know it's hard where your wife is criticizing, but you're not a little boy. You're an adult. You're not stuck. You could handle this. And it's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then if that's all you have, that's fine too. But you could go a little bit deeper activating your left brain. How? You could say, now, I'm an adult, I'm a man. Not just a man, but I'm a man of God. I am her head. So left, I'm activating my left brain. Why is she criticizing me? 
There's, she feels unsafe. What does my wife need right now from me? Your left brain, you could really activate your left brain in those moments. Oh, she needs to feel safe right now. She's feeling unsafe. Your left brain could tell your right brain, you're not a little boy, you're a man. And you know what? Let's see what your wife needs. And then it's like, oh, he, she needs safety. She needs to feel secure, right? And all these could happen in two to three minutes, right? So for me, past about three weeks, my husband triggers me a lot. And in those moments, I would just pause. And he, most of time, nine out of 10 times, he didn't even know that I was doing this. Because I do it quietly. I just breathe in, I breathe out, I acknowledge my right brain, what kicked me out of my window of capacity, and I activate my left brain to speak the truth. So that when I come out, my brain is strengthened. It's back in the window of capacity. Now I could respond to my husband. Because if I did not do this in the car when he freaked out and was tailgating, you know what I could have done? I would have went crazy. I would have reacted to his reaction. But because I knew how to use the window of capacity, I was able to do it by myself. And often, I don't even have to tell him what I did. And I am just back to the window of capacity, right? So this, it, it sounds, do you guys get this? Does it make sense? Well, you got to practice it, right? You got to really practice this. So I'm going to give you a uh, scenario, okay? So I want you to look at your wife and your husband, okay? Now, wives, listen. Guests are coming over. House is a mess. Okay, house is a mess. Kids are crying. You still have to clean the house. You got to cook. And you called your husband. Can you come home a little early, honey, and help me? And your husband says, I'll try. And you relied on him to come home early. And you were hoping that he would be home by 6 o'clock. At 6.30, he's not there. And people are coming at 7 o'clock. Okay? And your husband comes in at 6.55. <laughs> five minutes before the guests are supposed to arrive. Okay? So what is your right brain feeling? Come on, talk to me. Wait, you're not in scenario. Talk to me. What is your right brain feeling? Not helpful. Oh, you're so nice. What is your right brain? Come on, what is your right brain feeling? What's wrong with you? What else? Come on. Did you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Did you not understand? What else? What is your right brain feeling? Is work more important? What else? What else? <laughs> Do I? Oh, see, you're my kind of girl. <laughs> Do I need to teach you? We're treated, if you want to be treated like an adult, then act like an adult, right? What else? Fine, you do it. Oh, right. you're feeling all this. And then your husband comes, comes in 55 minutes late. 
And so you're angry. You are beyond. Your window of capacity is 100 miles away. You're beyond and you're flooding. And you're about, you're about to just have him, like let him get it, right? And then, and then when he comes in, what do you do? Huh? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Go to the ba What do you really do in reality? Oh, you do that? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Teach me. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Your left brain is. You know what I would do? I was like, what took you so long? What took you so long, Richard? <laughs> what took you? They'll be here in five minutes. How is this a mess? Because I've been cooking. Right? And then you're thinking he's going to be like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, baby. Uh. Right? You're thinking that. And you're going to be like, and you think he's going to say sorry. And you're going to say, well, hurry up and clean. Help me clean the, at least the living room, okay? You, you, you have this all in mind. But then when you go, what took you so long? He gets mad at you. He's like, what do you mean? Do you know how, how bad the traffic was? <laughs> He's mad at you. <laughs> how dare you, Richard? I'm picking on him, right? How dare you get mad at her? <laughs> Now, now, you, you're thinking he's going to say sorry and, like, get into action and help you clean, but they get mad and they go into the bathroom and they don't come out. <laughs> Husbands, what's wrong with you? And you're, and, and you know what? And so you end up doing everything. Right? So now... People come, right? And I'm like, wait until they leave. <laughs> and then it, World War III. Here we come. Now, back to your wife and your husband. In that moment, he walks in. Okay? I want you to go back to that moment. And Richard, maybe she had no idea that there was an accident right before you. And somebody actually died. Well, that never really happens, but <laughs> I'm just having mercy on you, right? So she has no idea what went through your side of the story, right? So both of you, you're so afraid she's going to freak out, right? And you are angry, right? So what I want you to do is, okay, now I'm going to give you about three minutes to do this, okay? Play the scenario. Right? And then try the breathing. And I, like, I want you to see yourself in that situation and then try the window of capacity right now. Okay? Uh, come on, try it, try it. Both of you. <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> I got
Okay, okay. Now, I'm just letting you play that out, but that now, let's say you both freaked out. You're about to freak out. He walks in, you're about to freak out. Now, take a moment to do the breathing. Okay, do about like four to five uh, breathing and breathe out, and then acknowledge what you would be feeling at that time. Close your eyes and do it. Acknowledge where you would feel the stress, okay? Acknowledge your right brain. What did he do, okay, that kicked you out of the window of capacity? What did she do to kick you out of your window of capacity? Okay? And then activate your left brain. Try it. No, 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 no. It does. So, it's your. It, it has nothing to do with his story. Oh, really? It has nothing. Yeah, to like, do what if he just got carried away with work and he just lost track of time? And you know what? And that kicks you out of your window yes. of capacity. But the reason brought me back really fast. To fast? Yeah, it brought me back to my window. Like because it, because he he said he left early. I came back really fast. But then if he said, I just got really sidetracked. Then my window. So listen, oftentimes, does he communicate that really fast? No. Husbands don't know how to communicate it really fast. <laughs> so, you know, because once fear takes over, why? Husbands are scared of you. <laughs> I'm serious. They're scared of you. And that irritates the mess out of me. I'm like, what are you so afraid of? You can punch me and I could die. <laughs> I don't like it when he's afraid of me. You know what I mean? But the reality is he's afraid. And because out of fear, then it, it, it really shuts him down. That's why he goes into the bathroom and takes longer than it. <laughs> He's hiding. He's hiding. Not because he wants to trigger you more. It's because he just 
It's not because he doesn't care. You hear me? So if you have to depend on his answers to bring you back, mm. then you, your source of life, the breath, comes mm. from him. Wow. And sometimes he'll fail you. Mm. Yes. Breath of life, you gotta go to God. That's why when you breathe in, you're asking the Holy Spirit, breathe your life in me right now. Because I feel like dying, God. <laughs> you breathe out. See, if you do breathing well and body mindfulness where, uh, mindfulness well, even before you hear anything, the breathing itself brings your brain back to the window of capacity. Do you understand? Now, but you gotta be really intentional of really pausing. If you're not pausing, but you're like, <sighs> that's not gonna help. But even if it's two minutes, and I tried it for the past one month, guys, even if it's two minutes, I really pause and I ask, Holy Spirit, breathe your life in me. And when I do it, I imagine myself breathing in the breath of God. And I hold it, and I just imagine his breath just, just spreading all over my brain and my body. And then I breathe out every negative chemicals and negativity and lies. Again, I'm breathing in the breath of God. Just breathing helps your brain to combat to the window of capacity, okay? And from there, you acknowledge, man, Richard coming 55 minutes late when I really needed his help really threw me off and it kicked me out of my window of capacity. I'm feeling not cared for. I'm feeling like work is more important. I'm feeling like he really doesn't care what I'm going through. I'm really feeling alone. You know, I'm angry and I am sad. You are acknowledging your right brain. And once you acknowledge that, right, and you're like, where am I feeling this? I'm feeling it in my chest, in my back. And as you're feeling it, then you breathe in. And you imagine the breath of life to fill that area. And then you breathe <coughs> out. That just helps you come back to the window of capacity. You see? And, one, and then you activate your left brain. You know what? It's going to be okay. Jeannie, you could handle this. He probably has many different reasons. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. But God is my strength. I am going to, I am going to release life in my household. Amen. You activate. Now, if you don't acknowledge your right brain, you just say it's going to, right? And you, people come into your home. Hi, welcome. You smile, but the whole atmosphere is filled with poison. And then you know what's going to happen? Even though you smile and you feed them, they're going to walk away and their brain chemicals are all anxiety and anger. They're going to go away from your house fighting each other. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. It happened to me. Benjamin told you that story, right? I'm like, I don't know what happened in there, but I am not feeling good towards you. 
And I was like, say something nice, say something nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I love you. <laughs> it's not working. Do more, more, more. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I love you. You're, oh, you're the love of my life. It's not working. I was like, pray, pray. Oh, God, have mercy upon us. <laughs> and he started praying. I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? You, when people come into your house, you want to provide. But if you don't acknowledge your right brain and you just, you don't pause, no, I don't care how much Bible you use your left brain to tell them. They're gonna walk away with your right brain. They're gonna catch it. However, it doesn't mean you have to fix everything. You stop, pause, breathe in the breath of life, bring it back to the wind of capacity, and you acknowledge what you feel in your right brain, and you activate your left brain, because if you don't acknowledge, you, your left brain becomes the slave of your right brain, and you just, and then after they leave, World War Three, right? But if you're able to take time, right, and you acknowledge the right brain, and you activate the left brain by processing it together, guess what, people come in Right? And you're not communicating two different things. Left brain, God. Right brain, I hate my husband. <laughs> right? But if you take a moment, then you are able to really communicate holistically from left and right, front and back. You hear me? Where do you go as the source of life? Especially when you're fighting. Especially, you know what? It's Maybe it's misunderstanding, but what are you gonna do if he intentionally did not come home because he didn't want to be in your nasty presence? Because he knew you were mad. And even though you could have not care of the last phone call, subconsciously you took that last phone call knowing that you're gonna be late. Subconsciously we do things out of fear, right? So often, we're going to fail each other. Yeah. Often, Benjamin's going to buy more things. <laughs> <laughs> when I am doing my best to not spend any money, he's going to spend it over here. Do I think if he, if he has to change for me to have life, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. But you know what? He's going to do his best to change. And I'm going to do my best to change what I do that triggers him. But this window of capacity, really being mindful of your both side of your brain and mindful of your body and breathing in life of God, you're going to be able to really treat your husband and treat your children through the breath and the life of God. Is it possible for real? Yes. Yes, it is possible. Yeah? So I want to pray for you. And I challenge you to practice this. Right? Practice it every time. Anytime they irritate you or they do something wrong, right? I want you to see it as a privilege. It's like, thank you for messing up. It gives me an opportunity to practice this. Right? He messes up, does that get, thank you, thank you husband so much for giving me an opportunity to practice this because I need more practice. 
So the more he messes up for a while, and the more she messes up for a while, I want you to see it as an opportunity to pause. Yeah? So let me pray for you. God, I thank you that you're calling husbands and wives, fathers and mothers in this season of life to pause. Stop for a moment. If we don't know how to pause, we are slaves to the lies of the enemy. Our lives are full of reaction after reaction. And instead of being the presence that brings life, we bring death. So Father, I pray that you would teach us how to pause. But we're so busy, more so in the midst of business, Lord. Teach us how to pause. To go to the source of life, the breath of life. Empower us, Lord, to not sin with our right brain, nor our left brain, but to acknowledge with the left brain what the right brain is feeling. And to empower and activate our left brain to speak the truth in love. On our own, God, it is impossible. It's impossible to fully understand. But with your help, with your help, Holy Spirit, we are able to pause and receive the breath of life. So just like Jesus paused in the middle of his baptism, and Jesus looked to the Father. And just like Jesus, will you help us to pause and look to our Father? Because when you do, you will hear your Father's voice. This is my beloved, with whom I am well pleased with. God, empower us to live from the pleasure of our Father. Live from the voice of our Father, rather than becoming slaves of the lies of the enemy that bombards our minds about each other, about ourselves, Lord. So we invite you, Holy Spirit. Come on, I want you to invite him. I want you to give the Holy Spirit permission to stop you at any time. Come on, give him the permission to stop you at any time to pause, to stop, to look to Him. When you don't know what to do, you allow the Holy Spirit to speak and breathe His breath of life. I want you to take a deep breath. Receive the breath. Come on, take a deep breath. Breath of life. I want you to hold it in. As long as you can. Come on, hold it in. As long as you can. As if until your lung feels like it's going to blow up. Hold the breath of life inside of your lung. And I want you to breathe it out. Come on. Once again, breathe in the breath of life. 
the breath of life deep inside of your souls. Let it penetrate and breathe it out six seconds. One last time, take a deep breath, breath of life. you to allow that voice to be the voice that you live from. God, we want to be your people that are only moved by your voice. Nothing else. Nothing else. 